Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Uh, is this the part where I have to take my shirt off? Oh, yeah. Take that shirt off, Dangles. See, I remember. I remember. Yeah. Tony, I remember you're the worst of these best. I'm a man. I am Lipstick, a man of my shirts, word. Tony, you're just like, what second. are you doing? Thank you, Dangles. Drew, I got, I got two notebooks. I got a spreadsheet. Wow. For me. I got to run your ass. I got to make sure you're in camera view. I got a lot going on. There it is, I was going to say, I was gonna say you're scaring the chicks away, but you're a happily married man, so, you know. Flex on him. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to. I don't need to worry Dangles, about that. See Dangles, this, baby. Dangles, Dangles. Bo- both people that are gonna watch this video on YouTube have no interest in that, so I'm not worried. Dangles, can you turn the exposure down? Your 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 pale skin is blinding the camera. You look like a tub of mayonnaise with a beard. Is that half and half or almond milk? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston. We are the West Coast Gamble, is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show that makes you money. You can find us on Twitter at West Coast Games, and we are on the Gaming Society's YouTube channel where you can see our lovely faces make these bets, and you'll be able to see Mr. Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, take his shirt off for the two-point bet coming later because he lost the shirts v. skin battle in that Arizona-Carolina game. I'm excited to see where Dangles goes this week. I'm excited to see where Drew goes this week. Listen, guys, uh, you're talking to the best gambler on the show. Right now, I am king of the coast currently, and I am pulling away with that lead. But I have to say, Dangles, would it surprise you that after uh, as bad as you did early, you've been pulling your weight. You even had a five for five bet day a few weeks back. Yes, indeed. You've been pulling your weight, my friend. And uh, would it surprise you that in king of the coast, you are 22, 27, and 1. Happens to be the same record as Schaefer the Sharp. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, look, that's I lo- I'm going to frame that as good news uh, for us because we're Schaefer the Sharp is the Sharp. We know he's going to be good, uh, but I'm kind of the newbie to this, and I'm I'm learning as I go. So I think the fact that I'm showing progress is is a better sign that Drew's just having some struggles because Drew can get through some struggles. But if you never get it in the first place or never show that you're getting it in the first place, I mean that's how you end up with the title of a mush. And as <laughs> much as my name lends itself very well to Matty Mush, that's not who I want to be. No, that's not who you are. You dangles through and through. Uh, Shay for the Sharp, I know you're ready for this week, and we got a big show today. We have the Thursday night lean, of course. We break down the Thursday night game that's coming up next. The Sunday night lock, we break down a very interesting Sunday night battle. And then the King of the Coast, where each of the hosts here gives out five bets that you can take for the Sunday slate. Five bets that are going to hit. I'm feeling really good about my board. I know these two are as well. But before we get there, Dangles, I know you've been throughout this whole entire season 
putting your mind to it. Listen, Drew has his stats. I have my gut. You've developed your own little theory and your own little spreadsheet, putting all the numbers in, try to calculate these things out. And I know you've been noticing something interesting about home teams so far this season. Is that correct? I have, yeah. I was uh, kind of just looking at some of these lines early on today, and I noticed a lot of them were, you know, close, like two and a half points, three and a half points. Games where if you factor out home field advantage and these teams play it on a neutral field, they'd be pickums, right? Or a half a point, a point. Very, very close spreads. So I dug a little bit deeper, and I, I, I looked at my own spreadsheet where I'm keeping track of all of the margins of victory, and I have a model that is not my own personal model that I've adapted from from other people, uh, but that bases power ratings, not power rankings, power ratings, um, kind of off of how much or little a team wins or loses at home versus on the road. And through 10 weeks of the season, I noticed something interesting. Now, normally in betting, I think it's, would it be fair to say about two and a half points that we give to the home team as a home give field take, advantage, yeah. give or take. It changes depending on the year, I think. Sometimes it's two points, sometimes two and a half. I've been operating under, oh, excuse me, two and a half this week, or uh, this year rather, and I looked at my home own home edge here on my spreadsheet, 0.22. So I dug a little bit deeper, and I did out the averages of points scored for teams at home and teams away. Would it surprise you to know that away teams are averaging 23 points a game this year and home teams are averaging 23 and a half points per game this year? So it would seem, at least through 10 weeks of the 2021 NFL season, that home field advantage, at least by my model, isn't much of a factor, if at all, in deciding games. And I know that informed a lot of what I'm doing this week, looking at games that I think that are maybe two and a half, three and a half points, where I'm kind of looking at them as pickums and betting that way. So I was just kind of curious to hear your thoughts on that trend that I've noticed and how much you guys factor in a home field advantage and how much you really think it matters. And is there a, a general thing you can say about it, or does it really vary from year to year? Well, it's certainly... Uh it's good. It's good um, research there, Dangs, because it's certainly a narrative that is becoming more and more, uh, I guess, popular among uh, the pro NFL sharps community as far as home field is being uh, basically less and less valuable every year. Um, now, in the past, you said two and a half. I mean, I would give almost a full three points, sometimes even three and a half to some of the biggest home field advantages in the league, such as the 12th man in Seattle when the Seahawks were good. Obviously, at Lambeau during a weather game. Sure. You know, I, I definitely think it, it, I'm to the point where you can't completely ignore it uh, fully. Obviously, I think weather has a lot to do with stuff, but I do think you got to look no. at these teams with traveling fan bases like, you know, the Steelers, like the Bears. Uh, that travel to these exotic destinations, Los Angeles, Florida, and really think these teams are going to be playing a makeshift home game on the road. And whether that's an advantage or not, I don't really know, but I definitely agree and concur with your overall. I mean, it's a nice science experiment, Dang. So you kind of had a hypothesis, and uh, you, you, I, th I think you're right, correct. Home field advantage <laughs> is by far less significant than it has been in the past, and I think it's going to continue uh, to go that way in the future. Well, let's go now to a Thursday night game. It's time for the Thursday night lean because it's a very interesting line for the away team. Dangles, what do we have on the docket for Thursday Ooh, night football? I am excited for this one. Why are we even going to bother just picking that? The Patriots are going to win this game. Let's get <laughs> to the matchup. We'll talk about it a little bit more. My New England Patriots traveling on the road 
to the Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium, Field, Superdome, whatever the fuck it's called in Atlanta. Crypto.com Arena. Oh, that's right. I'm <laughs> nice. sorry. These teams change so stupid. fast. What a stupid name. Anyway, uh, the New England Patriots in Atlanta taking on the Falcons. The Patriots are seven-point favorites, courtesy of our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. The total in this game is 47 points. Atlanta just got the brakes beat off of them by Dallas, 43-3. to And New England comes off of a walloping of their own, but they were on the right side of it, 45-7 to against the Cleveland Browns last week. Uh, fellas, let me kick it to you. For, we don't usually start with Schaefer the Sharp. Let me kick it to Schaefer the Sharp first. I could bat lead the, off. Uh, I could bat lead off after those three weeks. Lean. Thanks, let's have, you, let's have you hitting that Raphael for call spot. Who do you who do you got here on this <laughs> little, Thursday night the, game? The lefty slapper. You know, I, I, I've, I've, yeah, I've noticed. I've noticed, I loved Raphael for call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Rafa. Little Rafa. Okay, well, uh, guys, I mean, God damn it. This game, are you serious? The Patriots getting giving a full seven on the road. I mean, this just screams. Uh, what what have we learned the last couple of weeks? I mean, you, you you don't know shit. No one knows shit. The Sharp doesn't know shit. <laughs> you don't know shit. So it's like this is just a game where, like, everybody and their mother, their animals, uh, their plants that have prop bets are all going to be on the Patriots. I just can't get there. I can't get there. The, the, this advanced line was minus four. And obviously yeah. the Patriots, like you said, Dangs, beat the brakes off uh, a Browns team and then the Falcons laying against a good Cowboys team. It moves three points. Now, very well, this, 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 the Patriots could cover the spread. Obviously, I have skin in the game with the Patriots, as we know. So I'm going to go to a little prop bet here. And what does Bill Belichick Ooh. do the best? He takes out the number one offensive weapon of the opposing team. Now, our boy Kyle Pitts, transcendent tight end, um, wonderful tight end. Uh, he had two games back-to-back, 163, 113 yards, receiving yards. Since then, uh, he's only eclipsed 60. He's at 60, 62, and like some mid-20s. Not, not as hot as he used to be. So I'm going Bill Belichick, the GOAT, going to shut down the number one offensive weapon for the Falcons. I'm going Kyle Pitts under 61 and a half receiving yards. I would hate that because I do have Kyle Pitts in quite a few fantasy leagues, but I, I mean, I see your point, Drew. The only question I have is, is Kyle Pitts the number one option on that team or is it Quintero Patterson who just scores every time he gets the ball? He may not um, play. He's going to be a game time decision. Yeah. That's the that's the question mark there. I, I will say I was scared to take this spread as well. I was scared to touch anything with the over-under because we saw this very game last week. Baltimore minus six heading into Miami. Miami, Miami, an inferior team, Baltimore, a playoff contender. And then what happened? You know, you can't explain to me how that game was won by Miami. I watched it myself and I couldn't believe my eyes to this day. I'm a little scared of it happening again to New England. New England coming off a huge win might have a little downgrade when it comes to Thursday. Obviously, uh, Bill Belichick is one hell of a coach. That doesn't need to be said. He's going to have these guys ready, but minus seven is a big number. What I think is going to happen with uh, this game Dangles just said how Cordero Patterson might not play, but someone that will play is one of my favorite players, Damian Harris, who is on mm. every single one of my fantasy teams that I could get him in. Damian Harris, uh, let me make sure I got it right. Damian Harris, if he gets 10 carries in a game, he has scored a touchdown six of the last seven times that has happened. He's coming off of a concussion. The backup, Ramondre Stevenson, just had a huge game, but we know in New England, running backs are a dime a dozen, and they really trust this Damian Harris guy. I think he gets enough carries. If he goes over that 10 carry, it's a guaranteed touchdown. I'm giving you Damian Harris anytime touchdown at minus 115. Let's go, Damian. That's my bet. Dangles, finish us off. It's your team. What do you got for 
the Thursday night lean. Let's go, Damien, indeed. Well, let me start by just saying, you know, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little concerned about the amount of hype I'm seeing around Mac Jones and how great he is and all the tweets and articles. He's a lock for rookie of the year, Daniels. A lock. And I want that to be the case. But it's just, you know, how, you know, how when there gets to be so much hype around someone, it kind of starts, especially when they're on your team, it kind of starts to freak you out a little bit. I I mean, I'm optimistic, but, but cautiously so. Um, But here instead, you mentioned the uh, Falcons tight end, Tony, or uh, Drew, I'm sorry, being shut down. I'm going to the opposing tight end here and in a prop bet here with Hunter Henry for an anytime touchdown at plus 120. Rough start to the season for Hunter. First three weeks, no touchdowns. In the seven weeks since then, he's got touchdowns in six games. And I did went back and did a little research because I watch every Patriots game and I feel like I keep noticing the pattern of Hunter Henry getting looks and scores in the red zone. So I went back and looked at his touchdowns so far this year. Three yards, three yards, seven yards, one yards, 20 yards, technically still in the red zone, 13 yards, 11 yards. Are we seeing a pattern here? Mac loves to throw to Hunter in the red zone. He's got 11 targets, uh, which is among the top five handful of, of um, uh, tight ends in the league in red zone targets. Seven catches there on the air, as I just explained, all in the red zone. Mac's going to be looking for him when they get down close to the goal line, and believe me, they will because this Atlanta defense is terrible, and the Patriots are going to run all over them. I got Hunter Henry scoring at any time TD plus 120. I love this bet this week. Dangles, before we go to the Sunday night lock, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being like, you know, Scooby-Doo levels, 1 being absolutely <laughs> nothing, how scared are you about this Atlanta game on Thursday night? Uh, about a 2. Uh, I really, I, I really don't. I, I think this Atlanta team is bad. I went back and I, I rewatched uh, the Atlanta game at the time of recording here. Dallas is a, a great team. Uh, <laughs> don't get me, don't get Atlanta. me wrong. But that was they scored three points in the first half. On I think I don't know if it was their first possession. Actually, I think it was in yeah their first possession in response to the Cowboys touchdown and nothing. Nothing after that. They're a terrible defensive team. Matt Ryan can't win games with his arm anymore. He looks like he's struggling to throw the ball. He's got nobody to throw the ball to. I think we're going to whoop the pants off them. Um, I don't know if I'm comfortable taking the spread just as a better because I'm nervous about it. I might tease him, but like in my heart of hearts, I think we're going to win by like 10 or 12. 12. Damn, you heard it here first from Mr. D'Angelo Antonio. But that's it for the Thursday night lean. It's time to now go to the Sunday night lock. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. Well, if you like Drew, you've headed into Sunday night the past three weeks going one and six on your Sunday day bets. It's time to make some money on Sunday night. Time to change the pace of your Sunday, and it has one more game on the docket. Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth calling it. Dangles, what do we got for Sunday night? It's right here in Los Angeles. Uh, second straight home game at SoFi Stadium for the L.A. Chargers. They welcome the uh, currently Ben Roethlisberger-less Pittsburgh Steelers to town. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers 5-3-1 and one after that 
sad tie to the Lions last week and the Chargers five and four. Pittsburgh right now uh, is five and a half point underdogs. Total in this game is 47 points. Pittsburgh three and six against the spread this year. The Chargers are five and four this year. I'll get us started here, guys, because I don't have a lot to say about this game. I'm going to talk a little bit about this game in a future segment, but I hate this game. I don't want to bet on it. I don't want to touch it. I'm taking the under 47 points in this game because Pittsburgh's offense is one-dimensional, even with Big Ben Roethlisberger in the game, and the Steelers have a decent defense uh, that should keep the Chargers honest, and I'm just honestly also kind of sitting here questioning this Chargers team a bit after their last four weeks of play. They lose to yeah. the Vikings by seven. They beat the lowly Eagles by just three. They lost to my Pats by three. And then they got blown out by the Ravens the week before. And then they won the week before that, but they gave up 42 in that win against Cleveland. So I'm kind of wondering what this Chargers team is right now. They've definitely come back down to earth. I won't be betting this game, but because I'm contractually obligated to by the rules of and bylaws of the West Coast Gamblers podcast, I will take the under in this game. Punts, change of possession, no points, no points, no points. <laughs> I'm interested <laughs> punch, to punch, see punch, how punch. this game works out because <laughs> I think both, both of these teams are AFC playoff contenders. I really, really do. And that tie... To Detroit last week. I mean, yeah, you can blame it on Mason Rudolph, but uh, there was a lot of things going wrong for that Pittsburgh team, and they really have to pull it together with a very short amount of time left on the docket. And this game is one that they need to win. Same thing with the Chargers. The Chargers are staring at the end of the AFC West versus the top as they were at the beginning of the season, and Dangles laid it out. The last four weeks have not been good for this Charger team. Because it's undetermined, whether Ben's going to play the game or whether it's going to be Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins or a guy they grab out of the stands, it doesn't matter. That Some team is going to stink. I'm going with a prop bet on the rookie running back, Najee Harris. I, I really have liked Najee Harris and what he's done for this team. He doesn't come off the field. He keeps on getting carries. He keeps on making people miss, and he keeps on producing, even though that offensive line is is mostly known as not to be very good. I found a prop bet on DraftKings earlier today. Najee Harris over 116 rushing and receiving yards. Now, 116 is a big number, but in the past five games, Najee Harris has hit that number four times, and that's going up against the likes of Cleveland and Denver and the Seattle team, which actually is 11th, according to Football Outsiders, against the run. So if he can hit that against those teams, what's he going to do against an L.A. Chargers team, which, if you've heard this show before, is very bad at stopping the run on defense? I think they're going to lean on Najee Harris with no matter who the quarterback is back there. I think he gets a lot of touches, a lot of carries, a lot of receptions. And over 116 rushing and receiving yards for Najee Harris is my Sunday night lock. Shay for the Sharp, you're 6-4 and four on Sunday night bets. What do you got right now? Guys, in case you haven't noticed, I'm, I, I was digging deep this week trying to get off the schnoz, trying to get my mojo back. And this game sucks. I hate it. I hate that we have to bet it. Um, yep. I don't want. I'm glad that you said that. I don't I'm know. Like, why are we even? You know. I think so Wait, too. hold on. Hold on. <laughs> uh, hold on. This game sucks. Is it betting wise, or you don't want to watch this? I don't game? want to watch it or bet it. I, I'd rather spend time with my family. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, I want to watch I'm, who it. Who am I? No, I don't no, no, want to no. bet. No, it. but but I'm saying there, there's my point. Squares is there's so many there's so many uh, unknowns about this game as we record at the undis undisclosed hour that we record at. I want to know if Big Ben's playing. Yeah. I want to know if Watt's healthy. You know, I mean, what the hell? Like this line doesn't even make sense. Obviously, if Big Ben's playing, and Tomlin's history as a dog, especially a road dog, especially what we just talked about with Dangles, this is going to be a makeshift home game for Pittsburgh. I mean, the Steelers are absolutely the play. 
I can't back Pittsburgh if they have Mason fucking red nose Rudolph. <laughs> are you kidding me? Absolutely not. So it's just kind of a joke. Like, what are we talking about here? I mean, again, this is this is the life we lead as professional podcasters. Um, however, I it's tough. It's tough. About as tough as that shirt. But um, I did I did <laughs> dig deep and I found a bet that I am almost guaranteeing uh, that this will win. I'm taking longest touchdown play under. 40 and a half yards. Would you know that the last time both of these t- recorded a touchdown play of over 41 yards was October 10th? I think this is going to be an ugly game. Tomlin loves to really muddy it up. Um, the Steelers defense, I think, will keep the Chargers in front. I don't think the Steelers are capable of, 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 of vertically challenging the Chargers at all. I think it's going to be a lot of Najee, like you said, Tony. I really like this bet. I'm going longest touchdown play under 40 and a half yards. Interesting. Interesting. That that's a bet. That's a bet that can that you can lose at any moment. It's always fun when you take bets like that. Always fun. Yeah. Dagger, what, what is, were you gonna say? What is that shirt, Tony? Did did MC it's got like <laughs> stairs and blocks and shit? Did MC no, I, throw up all you, over that t shirt? Dangles, he he asked me to go to the Prince Estate sale when he passed away, but I couldn't I was busy that day. <laughs> listen, listen, it's uh, it's something did you buy that, that from DJ Jazzy Jeff. Dangles, we record this po- podcast twice a week every week and this is the fourth time you've worn your Sri Rajas shirt to the podcast so don't try to talk to me about swagger all right listen I'm wearing this shirt because I know I know that you're taking yours off in a very short while and I had to wear that's enough true. shirts for the both of us okay so this shirt uh, is loud I and I am proud well, and about that's it. why I'm wearing a shirt that I've worn before not only because I work from home and this is my work from home attire but also because if I'm not going to be keeping it on what's the point of showing off a cool t-shirt yeah, just you know, try to diversify your wardrobe a little bit more. We, I know you can't be the West End gamblers all the time, but maybe a little bit of a difference in your T-shirts would be appreciated on this show. But that is it for the Sunday Night Locks. It is now time to go to the king of the coast. West Coast Gamblers. Ready to up your game and learn more about the thrilling world of sports betting? Introducing Double Down with Breslow, the ultimate podcast about the business of sports gambling. Join me, James Breslow, and a long list of expert guests as we dive into the art and science of the sports betting industry. Evolving regulations, technology enhancements, and the meteoric rise in the number of players makes this sector the fastest growing and most intriguing in the world. Unlock the business secrets from many of the industry's most recognizable C-suite executives, including famous odds makers and influencers. Every episode of Double Down with Breslow is packed with insider tips, deeply skilled analysis, and in-depth discussions. Don't miss out on the ultimate resource for mastering the business of sports betting. Listen to Double Down with Breslow on the Evergreen Podcast Network or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Double Down with Breslow, the business of sports betting podcast. I know that the phrase is one ring to rule them all, but this show does five bets to rule them all. It's time for King of the Coast. Each of the hosts here are taking three sides, one teaser, and one total. We've been doing this all year long. Each of these bets is confidence ranked. That first side is worth one point. The second side is worth two points. The teaser and the total, two points apiece. And then finally, we end with the backup, the Brinks Truck Bet of the Week, and a full three points to the King of the Coast rankings. You're currently listening and or watching to the King of the Coast leader, at a solid 49 points. Drew, you're right behind me with 46. Dangles, you have 42. We're all getting clumped together as it gets to the midpoint of the season. It's time to make a run, and it's time to do it right meow. Dangles, let's go to you first, my friend. It's time for the one-point side in King of the Coast. And I feel like a broken record here, uh, but I'm going back to the Arizona Cardinals in a matchup on the road against the Seattle Seahawks. I have them right now minus 2.5 
at Lumen Field against the Seahawks at plus 100. My forecast uh, from my model has the cards favored here by five and a half, again, based on, you know, home margins of win and, and loss. But that's, of course, you know, purely mathematical, and it's not taking, like, injuries into consideration like Probably Vegas should would. take injuries into Probably consideration. Probably should take injuries into consideration. No, I think you so. just lost Arizona minus 10 and a half and have to I take your shirt off in about five thank minutes. Thank you for reminding me, Tony. I, I'm, I'm well aware of that. Um, but Arizona, I mean, they're just the better team on paper. They're fourth, I'm fourth in my power rating, Seattle 19th. Kyler said on Wednesday uh, per Adam Schefter that he's close to being back. Guys, I'm thinking he plays, and I am think this number goes up before Sunday in the Cardinals' favor. So I'm going to do myself a favor here and get this now to make sure I take advantage of that closing line value uh, because I think Seattle stinks. Uh, Russell Wilson was clearly having a hard time throwing the ball with that finger injury of his against the Packers. He overthrew uh, a number of passes and just didn't make a bunch of throws that I feel like Russ would would normally make. Another week will help him, um, but I, look, I've seen enough consistent performances out of the Arizona Cardinals against good team this year that I, teams this year that I I'm not going to let one tough outing against the Panthers team where they didn't have their quarterback and they've shown that they can win without Kyler and uh, without or rather. Yeah, without Kyler Murray. I'm not going to let that cloud my judgment here. Cardinals are going to win by two and a half on the road. Book it now. And you never know. Tony, if I, Tony. If, hold on one second. If Arizona starts to get up in the game, DK Metcalf might uh, end up throwing himself out of the game by attacking <laughs> defensive players. That was that made me so thing. happy when he lost his cool. That just. That just made me so happy. Uh, Shea for the Sharp, you should probably go next. Well, I'd like to make the first ever uh, bet uh, amongst uh, co-hosts about the closing line of this game, if you don't mind, Mr. Dangles. I, for one, know for almost a fact, uh, based on what I'm reading on and what you read about Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray's been close to playing three straight weeks. Now, yep. they have a bye next week, and whether they lose or win this game, they will be, if they lose this game, they're 8-3 and three on top of the NFC West. So I will bet you at the time of this recording that minus two and a half will be a bad number. Will you take my bet? Uh, sure. Why not? Well, what, what, yeah! are you, what, what, what are you betting? Yeah, what are we? Well, what that's is what I'm saying here. So I, we were going to do a beer bet, but I think we run it back. Go double or nothing. Shirts or skins. Uh, hold on. I'm going to step in as a neutral party on this. I think to make it interesting, that closing line is going to move points-wise, right? Right now it's two and a half yeah. in Arizona's favor. I think the the winner should get to bank the points that move. So if it's minus two and a half right now and Dangles wins and it goes to minus three and a half, Dangles has a free point next week that he can put on any of the bets that he wants to make. I Great. dig that. I dig that. That's Great. why I'm here. That's that's why I'm here. Drew, Drew, what's your bet for the one-point side? Come on. Oh, sorry. Yes, I'm on the Seahawks, of course, plus two and a half, um, <laughs> because I do not anticipate Kyler Murray playing. Um, and even though I just buried the Hawks of the Sea, uh, don't tell Russ Wilson that. He's obviously celibate this whole week um, preparing for this game. Now, the Seahawks... I do think this is a kitchen sink. They have to they if they have any resemblance of playoff hopes, they have to win this game. Betting on Russ has been very profitable after bad game. Obviously, he's it's unprecedented he's been shut out. And um you know, I take what Russ says. He's he's such a goofy guy, he's such a by the book guy. You know, he said his finger didn't bother him. I think he just played bad and Packers, you know, defense was awesome. I do think this is a game where the Seahawks absolutely have to win. And if they do win, Five of their last seven games, I haven't been favored. If they win those games, they're nine and eight, and they're right there in the playoff hunt. So I do think this is kind of the Hawks Super Bowl. I think, like what I said about the Cardinals having a bye next week, 
even if they lose, they're still going to be on top of the NFC West at eight and three. Get get a healthy Kyler, get a D hop. I almost made this my two point side, but for now. It will be my one-point side. I will take the Seahawks at home, plus two and a half. Just one more point on that game. The Seahawks, yes, they were shut out. The offense played poorly. But that defense held Green Bay to 16 points. That's not an easy thing to do. I know the Green Bay offense isn't clicking. Aaron was missing throws, but they still held that Green Bay offense just 16 points, most of those coming in the fourth quarter. So that defense has improved as this year has gone along as well. And if they're playing Chris Strievler or whatever his name is, Dangles, I'm sorry, you're not winning your bet. But for my... (laughs) What happened to Colt McCoy? Is he dead? Colt McCoy has a pectoral strain, so who the fuck knows, okay? And who cares? If it's oh, not if, Kyler if, Murray, yeah, it's, it's all over. Especially if it's not Colt McCoy, Colt McCoy Kyler's plant. So, <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, my one point side, we talked about this on yesterday's show, and it was uh, I had to make a bet on this game. It's just too important to not make a bet. Very excited to watch this game. It's Cincinnati at Las Vegas. I really don't like this Las Vegas team. Coming off of that hard loss right uh, on Sunday night to the Chiefs, they're going to be feeling down on themselves. They're going to want to improve and they're going to want to come out firing but that Cincy team also is coming off of a few losses they had a buy to get things right to get healthy I think Cincinnati takes advantage here and I think Cincinnati wins the game Cincinnati minus one is my one point side now let's go to the teaser the teaser is worth two points in the king of the coast rankings a teaser if you haven't been paying attention, is where you get points on the spread. So Cincinnati, I just told you, is minus one. If I put them in a teaser, I would move them. I would get six points on that. They would suddenly become Cincinnati plus five. The uh, the goal to this, though, is you got to take two of those bets time together and hit them both to hit your teaser. So, Dangles, I'm coming back to you for a reason. You were terrible on teasers to start this season, but did you know over the last five weeks you are four and one on your teasers on this show? Four and one over your last five weeks. So lead us into the promised land, my friend. What is your teaser for week 11? <laughs> oh, if you're banking on me to lead you into the promised land on teasers, have confidence. Then, uh, four and one. Then, uh, then uh, you're going to be in luck because uh, I feel good about this one this week. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> way to bring um, the lead. <laughs> Uh, my teaser this week, I am doing a six-point teaser. I have the Vikings plus eight versus the Packers in Minneapolis, and I have the San Francisco 49ers down to a pick against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, first, the Vikings. At home, they should keep this division game, I think, pretty close. I think a lot of people are expecting that to happen. And there, you mentioned my record, Larry. Or, Larry. You mentioned my record, Tony. <laughs> Um, Larry, Larry, you, you know my boss's name is Larry. <laughs> uh, Larry, spending too much time at too much time at work. Um, uh, but yeah, so this is a, you know obviously a division game. I think as home underdogs, uh, the Vikings uh, keep this close. Hungry dogs, as Drew likes to say, uh, do run faster. And I, I think this is a hungry Vikings team that needs a division win if they want to stay in the playoff conversation against a team that uh, already has a pretty good stranglehold on this division. Uh, so I think this one is close, and the Vikings are part of the reason why I've been doing well. I've taken them in a couple of teasers over the last few weeks, and they've covered for me. Uh, and look, laugh of me if you will, um, but the Jags do occasionally show up at home in front of their home fans. I know this firsthand. San Francisco comes off of their beatdown on Monday Night Football against the Rams on national TV, and I think they could potentially be in a letdown spot here against the team that they know that they should beat in a game that maybe they're overlooking. So, again, six-point teaser. Vikings up from two points to eight against the Packers, and 49ers, who are favored by six against the Jaguars, down to a pickup. I'm mad I didn't include that San Fran game on my slate. Drew, what do you got? I just think it's so curious, and I've been... I want to say, this is seriously, Danks, you've 
taking the whole teaser thing and you've learned and you've done well. And I've, I've been very proud of you for the last five weeks is you, you're, you're, you're taking great legs. What cracks me up about your teaser handicap is you always talk about how your second leg is about to be in a flat spot and let down yet. You tease them. No, I, di- I didn't. No, 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 no. I didn't say they lose. I said the Jags occasionally show so up. So you think it home. might be closer than the spread, but you still think San Francisco got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I don't. It, I think Listen, the San Francisco 49ers win this game. Don't, don't, don't mess with a man who's four and one over the last five in his teaser. In fact, dangles on the on those teams in particular. Four and zero when taking Green Bay games. Three and one when taking San Fran. Four and three when taking Jacksonville. And then one and four when taking Minnesota. But put it together, that's twelve and eight when you're betting on those teams. So you got winning records here. You got a feeling for those teams. I like that teaser. And I'm mad it includes San Fran on mine because I like it a lot better than the leg I'm about to give out right here. But hey. Welcome back to the NFL, Joe Flacco. Yeah, how Come about on Mike back White's down. <laughs> Start a game in the NFL. You're ready. Mike White, you did great. You went back to earth. Sit down. <laughs> Zach Wilson, I think we saw the entirety of it, actually, that Mike White career. Uh, Zach Wilson, not ready to play. Big-ass air quotation marks over that phrase. Joe Flacco, we traded a six-round pick for you. Come on over. You're starting the game. The Jets might be the worst team in football. I know Detroit hasn't won a game. I know Houston is putrid. But the Jets really, especially defensively, have let up more points in the last four games than uh, the, sorry, the second most points in the last four games in the entirety of the NFL since 19. 19- and I know Miami is not the, the offense that they are. I know Miami is not a great team, but I think Miami is feeling really good about that Baltimore win. They're playing with a lot of confidence into this Jets game, and they will come in and beat the Jets. So I'm teasing Miami down. I'm putting them in a six-and-a-half-point teaser so I can get Miami plus three. The other leg I'm taking, Dangles, I'm sorry. I'm with Drew on that Seattle-Arizona game. I'm taking Seattle. I'm teasing them up to plus nine. I really think this is the Super Bowl, as Drew said, for those Seattle Seahawks. They need to win this game if they have any hope of playoff contention. If they lose this game, I'm pretty sure Russell's agent is going to leak the teams that he's looking to be traded to in the offseason. But that's what I got for the teaser. Seattle plus nine, Miami plus three. Drew, what do you got? Well, I'll go back to my boy Dangles because he did inspire me last week because he teased the Vikings. And I hate the Vikings, as everyone knows. But did you know the Vikings have covered, based on the number you got them, in every game this year, if you've included them in teaser, the only two games where they where they didn't, depending on the number, against the Lions and against the Cowboys. But if you got them in a good number, they're 10-0 and 0 on teasers. This is a the best team to tease because all they do is play close games. <laughs> so I am going to plug my nose and hold my testicles, and I will tease the Minnesota Vikings six points to plus eight uh, as my first leg because I do think that game will be competitive, and I might talk about that total a little bit later. My second leg, I really, really like the Saints this week, guys, and what's keeping me off the card at plus two is, stop me if you've heard this before, again, the Sharps, the professionals, pouring money on the Eagles. I don't really get it. They obviously were right last week, but up until that point, they've never been right. The Saints have the best rush defense in all of football. We all know that Philly just really runs, and everything they do is based on the run. And let's not forget about this coaching mismatch here. Sean Payton lost two close games in a row. Saints need a game like blood. I don't. I don't really believe in Philly. I think they're. I think they play actually better on road, uh, better on the road as opposed to that kind of anxious home crowd if they start slow. And don't forget, last year Jalen Hurts made his NFL debut um, as a six-point dog at home against these Saints, and 
Jalen Hurts showed out. I remember I had the Saints minus six ticket. That did not win. Uh, the Eagles won the game outright. So I think this is a great revenge spot for the Saints. They might make my circuit card at plus two, but I definitely feel great teasing them up. It's a nice, clean six-point teaser. Minnesota, New Orleans, plus eight. Love it. That's a lot of teasing. That's a lot of numbers. Let's get back to the easy ones. It's time to go to the two-point side. And, uh, boys, I'm going to go first because both of you took Minnesota plus eight. And I have to do it. I mean, I have to do it. I just kind of have to do it. I, I listened to yesterday's pod, and I heard myself talk about how scared I was about this Packers team going into Minnesota. They have our number. There's a skull chant going on in the horn blowing. It's Minnesota's season. They're the number eight team in the NFC. They need this win, blah, blah, blah. I sounded like a little wimp, and I'm not going to do it today. Green Bay minus two is my bet because Green Bay right now is eight and two. Minnesota is four and five. If Green Bay wins this game, that gives them a four and a half game lead on the division with six to play. They know that and they're going to come out firing in this game. They want to wrap this division up before the bye and I think they will. Green Bay minus two is my two point side. Go pack. Go. Dangles, what do you got? Uh, is this the part where I have to take my shirt off? Oh, yeah. Take that shirt off, Dangles. See, I remember. I remember. Yeah. Tony, I remember you're the worst of these best. I'm a man. I am Lipstick, a man of my shirts, word. Tony, you're just Give like, what second. are you doing? Thank you, Dangles. Drew, I got, I got two notebooks. I got a spreadsheet. Wow. Me. I got to run your ass. I got to make sure you're in camera view. I got a lot going on. There it is, I was going to say, I was gonna say shirtless. you're scaring the chicks away, but you're a happily married man, so, you know. Flex on them. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to. I don't need to worry Dangles, about that. Dangles, this, baby. Dangles, t- can- both both people that are gonna watch this video on YouTube have no interest in that, so I'm not worried. Dangles, can you turn the exposure down? Your 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 pale skin is blinding the yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah. That's the uh, that's the New Hampshire in me. Uh, I am Italian, but uh, but uh, you know, especially with the pandemic, we don't get a lot of sunlight. For my two point side, uh, you look Drew, like you a just- tub of mayonnaise with a beard. <laughs> Is that half and half or almond milk? Uh, a combination of both, actually. Half and okay. half and half almond milk, half half and half. Nice. Um, uh, and sometimes a little Funfetti creamer if I'm feeling saucy because my wife loves Ooh. it. It's always, always in our fridge. Um, so, Drew, you talked about this game where I'm going for my two-point side already. I'm taking the Saints money line at plus nice. 100. I honestly don't have any idea how Philadelphia is favored by two either. points in this either. game, even at home. You mentioned the coaching mismatch, which I think is a big factor here. Sean Payton and his coaching staff are far more knowledgeable and far more experienced and just far better put together than Nick Sirianni and his. And Philly, you know, they've been great on the road, but terrible at home. Yeah. They're 0-4 at the link this year, 1-3 and against the spread at home. Uh, you know, I think the Saints are just the better team overall, and especially if Alvin Kamara is confirmed to play, I think the Saints could potentially even by be favored uh, on the road by kickoff. I did look at this for the potential teaser, and for from a mathematical standpoint, I, I think I can recommend that if you're looking for teaser legs, but I'm confident enough that the Saints win outright here with a stalwart rushing defense and a solid linebacking core that's capable of containing the Eagles' uh, RPO-heavy offense. So instead of uh, instead of taking the money or instead of taking the spread at minus or um, I'm sorry instead of taking the spread at minus 110 for the Saints plus two I'm going money line oh it's moved plus 115 now for the New Orleans Saints to win against the Eagles on the road Dangles, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. Vitamin D supplements, my friend, because <laughs> uh, clearly not getting enough sun over there. Uh, Shave of the Sharp, what do you got? I'm putting my shirt back on now. Dangs, great handicap and uh, great skin. Um, and by the way, Dangs, thanks Ivory. for also exposing, you know, 
I didn't I didn't know that before we actually were announced the King of the Coast standings and all this hub about Schaefer the Sharp going three and whatever the hell he was the last three weeks. I'm only 46 points, and I've not even got that many points. I'm only three points behind Larry, the leader, so that's good. Um, so <laughs> Larry squares. So for my two-point side, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a little a, a little mini story here. Uh, before I was a professional NFL handicapper. Do I need a lunch? I was, yeah. Yep, Gatorade, sack lunch, and um, flip-flops. Uh yeah, pull up a chair. I actually was an all-state um, basketball player, uh, two-time all-state. In fact, here's my thousand-point ball. This is my thousand-point ball my dad keeps in his office. Now, there was a game called sevens where you would shoot consecutive three-pointers against an opponent, right? And sometimes the ball was in your hands with a chance. The, the whole point was if you missed, you were out. Now, obviously, if the ball was in my hands, my opponent, I usually thought I was the better shooter. But sometimes – the ball would be in the opponent's hands, and I liked it because if he missed, I knew I was going to win. That's the reason I'm picking the Dallas Cowboys as my two-point side at plus two and a half because this is a prove-it game for the Chiefs. I'm going to make him shoot for it. You shoot for it, Kansas City. Listen, I was wrong last week. I raised my hand. I was dead wrong. But who have the Chiefs beat this year? Well, I'll tell you. They beat the Browns in week one. They beat the Eagles. They beat the football team. They beat the Giants. They beat the Jordan Love Packers. And they beat the Raiders. And who knows what the Raiders season looks like after that game. Because as Tony said, there's a lot going on with the Las Vegas Raiders right now. I'm going to put my ball down. So my point is, <laughs> I think Dallas is the better team. I think they have the better uh, defense. I think they have the better running. I know they have the better running attack, and I think their quarterbacks are pretty equal. So I will take the Dallas Cowboys plus two and a half, despite the coaching mismatch that I referred to yesterday. And this is a bet that I feel very comfortable with because if the Chiefs beat me, guess what I'm not doing? I'm probably not betting against the Chiefs, but I'll make improve it this week. Give me the Dallas Cowboys plus two and a half. Drew, you are 12-9 and nine when taking underdogs on the year. That might have been some of your problem the last few weeks, taking a lot of favorites, so I like that you're taking Dallas here. And I hope Dallas wins because I have them in our winner's league. Drew, you're 3-2 and two when betting on Dallas, 5-2 and two when betting on Kansas City. Last week, notwithstanding, you have a hold on these teams. I'm interested to see how that game turns out, but that's it for the two-point side. It's time now to go to the total. And this one's hard, folks, because I hate both of the teams I'm about to take, and I hate this game. So it's a plug-your-nose bet for me, but I'm doing well taking unders. I've hit the past few that I've taken. I'm taking another under here. I think San Fran got really lucky when they played L.A. Yeah, that defense played really well, and Matt Stafford gave them some points, as he's wont to do in these big games, apparently. But that offense just still couldn't click against that Rams defense. Debo, if he didn't break a couple of those touchdowns, that offense isn't really scoring at will. And I think they played their Super Bowl. I think this game against Jacksonville is a letdown game. Dangles said that he thinks Jacksonville can play at home. They their, their crowd goes crazy. They're in the pool dancing. They have a lot of fun there. And we made fun of Urban Meyer early in this year, and rightfully so. But that defense has played really well over the past few weeks, especially against the run. And if you're going to tell me that I'm going to trust Jimmy Garoppolo to go out and score, uh, what's the number, 45 points in this game? And if you're going to tell me that James Robinson, who likely won't play Jacksonville, who can't run the ball at all, Trevor Lawrence is going to get to 45 against that San Fran defense in this game? Listen, unless there's special teams touchdowns or a defensive touchdown, that always screws an under. I'm taking San Fran and Jacksonville under 45. Let's go. 
Dangles, what do you got for your total? Uh, we talked a little bit about this game uh, yesterday, and I, I can't say I'm particularly excited to uh, to watch it, uh, but I will bet on it because I think it's going to be a slugfest. I think you got two teams with inconsistent offenses here. I'm talking about the Washington football team and the Panthers. I'm taking their under at 43 points. Cam Newton's supposed to start this game. We know he can't pass. It'd be a miracle, and frankly, I'd be pissed off because he was a terrible passer with us if somehow he got back to super camp passing levels uh, in this time off that he's had where he hasn't been playing football. I'm seeing a lot of punts and changes of possession in this game. Uh, Carolina's going to need to lean on its run game when Cam, when Cam ultimately can't pass and, and or when their receivers drop balls because the Carolina Panthers receivers do that a lot. And Washington football team's run defense for all the crap we've given their defensive unit this year, they're actually six rush defense DVOA and also in PFF's grading of rush defensive units. And and lastly, Ron Rivera knows Cam Newton. He just coached his defense in a shutdown of the Bucks in Brady, who threw two picks in his first six passes in the first half. I'm seeing a low-scoring game. I'm seeing changes of possession here. I don't think 43 is going to hit, so I've got the under in this game. Washington football team at Panthers, under 43 points. Jay for the sharp finish, that's how for the totals. Boys, I'm going to a um, division game uh, that Larry will be interested in on Sunday, and it is the Packers and Vikings. Um, I think you get a little – I think we get a little value here in a division game because these division games will be tightly contested. Now, I think it's very competitive. I don't mind Tony's side at all. Um, I don't – obviously, I took the Vikings in a teaser, so I do think it's going to be a close game. Um, guys, the Packers are 8-2 and two on the under this year, and the Vikings – are four and zero on the under in home games. The, the the Packers haven't scored more than twenty four points in regulation uh, since week four, um, and I just think this Packers defense has kind of a new identity, and I do think that Minnesota will play their best, you know, t their best game of the year defensively because they have to. I'm that, that, that's my handicap because they have to. But I love the <laughs> under here, guys. I love it. I love it. I love it. I will take the under forty nine and a half. Green Bay, Minnesota. Three unders on our total bets this week. Barstool We're getting smarter, Sports boys. We're getting us. smarter. We're not part of the overs club. Sorry, Dave. Let's move on to the Brinks truck bet. Drew, you're six and four on Brinks truck bets this week. I'm excited to see where you go, but I'm going to go first because I was looking at our overall standings here, what we've done throughout the year, how we've bet, what our numbers are. And I was very surprised to see that I was eight and two when betting on underdogs. Surprised not only at that record eight and two, but surprised also that I've only taken 10 underdogs on the year. And I think I've picked my spots here because underdogs are obviously winning against the spread. If you follow any gambler, you'll know underdogs are, are winning more than favorites are. But eight and two is something not to sniff at. And I think I've picked my spots and I'm going to pick another one here. You guys have already talked about it. Dangles has already made it his two point bet. But New Orleans plus two. I hate this Philadelphia team. And this Philadelphia team has been doing well when Jalen Hurst can get out of the pocket, make plays with his feet, and break contain and have those big plays. Devonta Smith is making hella contested catches. He's playing awesome as a rookie. Running the ball, Boston, Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, they could get back Miles Sanders for this game. They're able to run the ball on anybody, and that makes their whole offense tick. New Orleans is number one in DVOA playing against the run. I don't love New Orleans offense, even with a semi-healthy Kamara coming back, but they are complete offense. They know what they're doing. Simeon is a professional backup quarterback. He's not going to make too many mistakes and take you out of the game. Defensively, they are a smart team under Dennis Allen, defensive coordinator, and they will know with Marcus Davenport on one side, Cameron Jordan on the other, keep 
Jalen Hurts in the pocket and make him beat you with five-step drops. It's not going to happen. New Orleans plus two is my backup, the Bringstruck bet of the week. I cannot wait to watch this game. I know it's going to happen. New Orleans plus two. Now, Shay for the Sharp, I know you have a very special Bringstruck bet for us, so I'll go with Dangles for his. Well, this is another game, and as we've talked about this game already uh, on the on the show today, um, where I just I don't understand why the team that is favored is favored. In what world are the Kansas City Chiefs better than the Dallas Cowboys right now? I just don't get it. The only thing that accounts for that two and a half point spread, which it is at the time of recording, is is home field advantage because I just don't see how KC's favored here. Their offense is inconsistent and it's got a bad defense. They're 30th in DVOA and um, 32nd on PFF's uh, uh, defensive unit ranking list. It just doesn't give me any reason to think that Dak and the Dallas offense, which PFF grays out, by the way, as the best overall offensive unit in the league, is going to have trouble moving the uh, ball downfield and scoring on this Chiefs team. The Chiefs defense is just two spots above Atlanta on PFF's grading, 27th versus 29th, and the Dallas Cowboys just hung 43 on the Falcons last week. And then lastly, I wrote this down this morning next to Brink's truck early in the morning as I was looking through the lines. And on my lunch break, I tuned into our friends at the Bet Predators podcast. And wouldn't you believe it? Our friend Sleepy J had the Dallas money line as well as his pick. It's always nice when you get a pro uh, to validate something that you felt uh, you were leaning towards already. I'm taking the Dallas money line here again at plus 120. Uh, it's a better price than you're going to get at minus 105 if you take them on the spread. And I do believe Dallas wins this game outright. Dangles, you're 10 and 5 when taking away teams, 7 and 5 when taking underdogs on the year. Put that together, you're 17 and 10 with this bet. Very excited to see how that brings truck bet works out out for you but that means we only have one more bet left it's the man who has lost the emperor has no clothes Shea for the sharp three and 18 over the past three weeks but he loves his brink truck bet it's six and four on the year what do you have for us to close out the show your redemption tour starts now it does and before that little run i was 19 15 and one uh mr tony and uh doing just fine <laughs> so like i said uh First of all, I like both of your Brinkstruck bet a lot, guys. So this could either be a great week for the uh, West Coast Gamblers or eh. But um, I'm really, I'm really into both of those, uh, both your picks. They might both make my circa card. But Dangles, whew, I have to say, if I was uh, running a little bit better, if I was a little more confidence, a little more swagger, I would have done a whole sketch for this pick because um, it's honestly <laughs> probably the best side I've liked all year. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I don't like I've even heard this one before. I no, 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 really. No, this is like one of the best sides I've liked all year. It, it truly is. And I'm going to be a homeowner tomorrow. My first home that I'm closing out with my wife. And hey, congrats. Thanks, man. I'm very excited. It's a good accomplishment. It's why we moved back to Michigan to be homeowners. What she does not know is this is obviously the first time that we've had a mortgage. And what she does not know is I bet my first mortgage on this game. Um, so it's either going to be <laughs> first month is free or we got to double up right away. So it's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, start driving for Uber. I, I, okay. So Cam Newton, he goes three of four for eight yards and a touchdown. He rushes the ball three times for 14 yards and a touchdown. And he shouts, I'm back and tears his shirt. Okay. So if I'm six foot six, 255 pounds, and a world class athlete, I think I could have made that run he had. I think I, I could probably could have made the throw he had. And now he's saying he's starting for Carolina and all this stuff. I mean, P.J. Walker, by my recollection, wasn't that bad. I mean, Christian McCaffrey had a pretty good game himself. P.J. Walker, 
professional quarterback, by the way. You're welcome. Cam Newton, starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, playing against Ron Rivera, who might know a thing or two about Cam Newton uh, based on their past relationship. The football team finally put put one together last week. They put one together last week. Heineke looked fucking awesome. Antonio Gibson looked like he was supposed to look. And, you know, Scary Terry's making plays. And somehow, Cam Newton, as a starting quarterback, after what we saw last year, after he's been on the couch for the first 10 weeks of the season, is starting a professional football game against his ex-head coach, and he's getting, or he's laying three and a half points. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Now, I know Carolina's defense is good, but... Excellent. But I think my boy Taylor Heineke has got a little bit of swagger going in. So, my first ever... You see what you see what that is, guys? That's a Brinks lock. Okay? That's a Brinks wow. lock. So I'm gonna props. I'm gonna oh, wow. undo that key and I'm gonna take this Unsponsored. key. Unsponsored. Yeah. I'm gonna take this Although key. Feel free to reach out, Brinks. And I'm gonna put it in an undisclosed location. But I will take the Washington football team plus three and a half against Scam Newton. Come on, football team. I don't really understand. He he, he unlocked the yeah. Briggs truck, put the key in his pocket, and well, then we'll come back to it our, late. I'm not for too our sure. For listeners who aren't watching on YouTube, <laughs> the lock sure. isn't attached to anything. No. So, like, by not winning this bet, it's, it's not like Drew loses access lock. to something that he would need. It's just a lock it's, that he would just never unlock and throw away. It's just a paperweight. <laughs> it's literally just a paperweight. Uh, hey, I didn't really think if, that look, out if very that's well. What gives you, I just, I, if that's what gives you the mojo, Mike, that you need to to, I, to win this game, then I won't we'll lie power to you, buddy. I want I you to saw win it as at, much as the next guy. I was looking for, I was looking for home goods, and I saw it at fucking Menards, and I had to grab it. So you know. <laughs> Again, Brinks, feel free to reach out. We are available for sponsorships. We give you enough free stuff already. But that's it <laughs> for the West Coast Gamblers. You have all of our bets. You have our Sunday night locks. You have our Thursday night leans. I'm very excited to watch a hotly contested. Playoff implication abound. Week 11 football. For Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and my name is Tony Cavallo. And as always, thank you for listening. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Coming up on 5 Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.